It is time to examine the Bible and use your power of reason. This podcast has been reproduced from a broadcast on Facebook Live. today on this beautiful Wednesday and so today is the continuation of the life and ministry of Jesus and so we want to learn we want to uh, know what the scriptures say in regards to Jesus life and ministry And so, I want to also be live on Periscope at the same time, so that I can do the recordings on Twitter and also on Facebook. So, welcome to today's presentation today's presentation is very interested interesting and so I hope that you are enjoying your day today on this beautiful Wednesday we are having a beautiful day today here in Florida and so my name is Judith Mendoza I am an ordained minister and also a witness of Jehovah in his case legal case yes the word witness is referred to as how we use it and so the references if you want to uh, learn more how it is used in the Bible which is the same way has the the same meaning as in a legal case and so it is 1 Samuel 12:5, Isaiah 43:12, and Micah 1:2, and so these are references um, that you can check out to make sure that we have the understanding of what the Bible means. Because uh, in regards to justice, justice is from God, not from humans. The thing is that if we do not know about God, we may think that justice is born from humans, which it's in us, of course, it's um, innate in us. We are born with a sense of justice. And as we learn more, we can make application of it. But, it stems from God. Now, on Wednesdays, I consider the book uh, or the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so I schedule my time from my personal time in order to speak about what the Bible says. And so I dedicate my time studying the Bible. So I am a Bible student, but also I am uh, a Bible teacher. I teach from the Bible. I teach what the Bible says. And so on Thursdays, I consider the book of Revelation. I also schedule time out so that I can uh, impart to others what the Bible says considering what the Bible says and then on Fridays I do general topics and so can the Bible uh, the Bible can help without question and so I uh, encourage you to do the same thing to uh, spend a little time for spiritual spiritual matters that means that we let go of all other things that we um, 
cool be doing with our personal time and so it is also a way that we can give to God because there's nothing that we can give to God but we can give God our life as dedicating ourselves to him as a living sacrifice and then also becoming followers of the Christ we can give God our obedience we can give God our time that we um, will take out time from our time to dedicate a little bit to knowing about God and so There are certain things, certain topics that, of course, when it comes to what the Bible says, different humans have different thinking in regards to what the Bible says. So it is the best thing to do is for us to have the Bible with us. And I encourage you to take out your Bible. And so that we can have consideration of the life of Jesus and uh, we know that he existed we can know that for sure that he existed there is vast evidence that he existed and so what does the Bible say now we are going to start with Jesus ministry it had been 17 years since the last time we heard about Jesus. Luke gives the account that he was 12 years old. He stayed back. He stayed behind in Jerusalem. And he went to the temple. He was questioning the elders there that were in the synagogue. Those The, the ones who were leads. And so he was having deep conversations in regards to spiritual matters so in regards to Jesus life he existed the Bible record tells us in regards to him that he was neither rich nor uh, powerful in regards to uh, human systems and having control over others the Bible doesn't say that he was that type of person uh, he did not even have a home that he could call his own of course uh, Jesus was born as a human but he had a previous existence in heaven before coming to the earth, before being sent, because he was sent to the earth. Jesus was sent to the earth by his father. And so he wasn't God himself. He was the son of God, as many scriptures point out. Jesus' teachings have influenced many, including myself. I have been able to become a follower of the Christ and following his example, following the counsel that Jesus gave, applies to myself and applies to you and applies to every one of us who is a human. And humans, of course, in the past who have lived. And humans in the future who will be resurrected. And who were told prophecies in regards to the Christ. But that they did not see the prophecy being fulfilled. As later on, people were able to to see the fulfillment of many prophecies, including in our time. And so, we want to learn from him, from Jesus. 
we want to learn how Jesus could overcome obstacles, temptations, how he becomes a king over humans. All of these we are going to find out. So we're going to start today on the book of, I will read from the Gospel of Matthew. Gospel means good news. So I will be reading from the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark, and the Gospel of Luke. And so... We're going to start in chapter 1. If you remember the last time I had consideration of the book of the life and ministry of Jesus, Jesus had been baptized. He received the Holy Spirit. They saw the Holy Spirit coming down upon him and it was in the form of a dove they could visualize the Holy Spirit and the reason for that was is that it was fulfilling prophecy Jesus was the first person to be baptized in Holy Spirit and also to become anointed by Jehovah God so Jesus also at that time of his baptism heard God's voice speak to him speak to everyone that was there because it wasn't him it was also John in there and it was also the people that were there who had wanted to be baptized and who had been baptized so they were all spectators of what happened and so we have the book of Matthew 3.16 and he says there after being baptized in Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 he says after being baptized Jesus immediately came up from the water and look the heavens were open up and he saw God's spirit descending like a dove and coming upon him look also a voice from the heavens said this is my son the beloved whom i have approved that was god giving a command to humans humans back then and humans now and humans in the future when God speaks it's a command this wasn't as we humans do when we introduce ourselves introduce our family members to others so that they can know our family members this was God speaking from heaven regarding Jesus before that he had also been told to Mary that Jesus will be someone great and so on Matthew chapter 1 uh, verses uh, 20 Mary was told but after he had thought these things over look Jehovah's angel appeared to him in a dream oh, that, was, that is um, not about Jesus that is about um, John so on 21 it says she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus 
for he will save his people from their sins. The angel Gabriel told Mary that she will conceive a son and he is to be named Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus name means God is salvation. That is what his name means when translated. So basically this is the name Jesus means the assignment that Jesus will have to fulfill in God's behalf. And so on 22 it says all of these are all of these actually came about to fulfill what was spoken by Jehovah through the prophet saying, Look, the virgin will become pregnant and will give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which means when translated, God is with us. So we know that Jesus, before becoming or before obtaining these assignments of being the salvation that God will provide through Jesus his name in heaven is known as Michael the archangel and the meaning the, the title of archangel is uh, given to Jesus and he's the only one Michael is the only one in the scriptures that is mentioned to be an archangel, which means chief of angels. So, with that, having that in mind, right, because this is what happened when Jesus was born, then we have the account when he stayed back in Jerusalem, asking the priests there many questions. In regards to the scriptures, obviously, it tells us that he did not have a recollection about his past life. Jesus did not have a recollection about being in heaven. Because God had put his life in uh, Mary's womb. He grew to be a human, to become a human being inside her womb. And then she gave birth to him. And so he was born as a human. He couldn't be changing back and forth from being an angel, an archangel, and then also being a human at the same time. And so 17 years, about 17 years have passed. He gets baptized. Then they see God's Holy Spirit descending like a dove and coming upon him and he says then that also God spoke from heaven continuing from what Gabriel had told because this was a continuation the prophecies were continuing to become fulfilled so this is a continuation from even the first prophecy that was given which is found in the Bible at Genesis 3.15 was given by God. From the first prophecy that God gave in Genesis, from then on, prophecies have been fulfilled. God has been foreshadowing through others, through what He had commanded others to do, the humans to do, until the time that the Christ appears the Messiah the promised one so now is Jesus is about 30 years of age he's receiving God's Holy Spirit and God's approval to continue and to start his ministry the first thing that happens to him remember this is something to notice also because it is a challenge Worshipping God, just as it ha happened with Jesus, it is a challenge worshipping Jehovah, the only true God, because 
of Satan. If you know, the Bible doesn't mention in regards to Satan or in regards to Jesus, but as soon as he began his ministry, most likely the angels were watching in heaven what was happening on earth in regards to Jesus. Most likely they were tuned to seeing what's going on, what's going to happen next. How is Jesus going to fare on the earth with imperfect humans, with Satan persecuting him through humans? And so we see it is a, it's a thing to note that if or as soon as Jesus commands his ministry, then what is recorded in uh, in Matthew chapter 4, Mark chapter 1, and Luke chapter 4 happen next in regards to Jesus. And we're going to read, I am going to read, and if you have your Bible, um, you can go to Luke chapter 4. And so Luke chapter 4 starts there and Luke was a physician right in the times of Jesus and so we're going to see what happens here it says then Jesus full of Holy Spirit or God's power turned away from the Jordan And he was led about by the Spirit in the wilderness. Remember, he just heard his father's voice. The heavens open up. Most likely, at that moment, Jesus remembers. He knows. Jesus knows his origin because Mary most likely has told everyone including Jesus that the angel appeared to her that the angel told her in regards to him in regards to him uh, being the means that God will use to save humans to give us the opportunity to choose life And so, most likely, what um, Gabriel told Mary is what Jesus knew. He knew that Jesus means God is salvation. He knew that uh, he knew that Emmanuel means God is with us. God is with the people of Israel. God is with the nation of Israel at that moment, right? Because Later on, they end up killing him. So, it continues here, and he says, And he was led about the Spirit in the wilderness. So the heavens open up, he remembers his father, He remembers the angels in heaven. He remembers his life in heaven. Because God now allow him to remember. Now he knows what happens in heaven. And he can add to that. The 30 years that he has been alive as a human. Here on earth. Because it is the same life power. It wasn't that Michael was a different person in heaven and then he came down on earth and he is now totally a different person. No, God just allowed him not to remember that part of his life until the appropriate time. And it was when he, was, he became anointed. He became the Christ. Christ means anointed. 
and he became anointed for service to Jehovah God, but also because he was becoming anointed just as David became anointed to become a king. If you remember, Samuel anointed David as he was just a lad, just as the Bible says. He was very young. Most likely he wasn't even a teenager when David got anointed as king by God. He sent Samuel to anoint him. And then many years passed before David, King David, King David of Israel, could become a king over the nation of Israel. If you remember, Saul, King Saul, was the king at that time that also have been anointed by God to become a king because the Israelites were asking for a human king and so they chose uh, Samuel God anointed him and then later on of course he turned against God against pure worship And of course, that is a representation of what has happened in our time. With people turning away from God, turning to false worship. And so, God has anointed Jesus so that he can become king over humans. He has the right. He was a human. He came from the, li the, the line of Uh, Judah where the kings come from he has the legal right as a human to inherit King David's kingdom and so therefore he becomes a human king over humans but then we know that he's resurrected given a spiritual life and then now he becomes a king over humans in heaven with the legal right to rule over humans so it is marvelous what God has been doing there's no one like the true God Jehovah and so we continue because this is the beginning of Jesus ministry and so we want to understand Jesus ministry because becoming followers of him meaning that we will follow the pattern that he left for us in regards to spiritual matters right and so he says that he was led about by the Spirit in the wilderness In Matthew, uh, Luke, in Luke chapter 4, verse 2. And so, for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. He was there for 40 days and 40 nights. So, if we remember, someone who was there, who foreshadowed what Jesus was going to do, was Moses. And so, if we go to Exodus... The book of Exodus, chapter 34, 34, verse 28, he says this, on 28, and he remained there with Jehovah 40 days and 40 nights he ate no bread and drank no water the words of the covenant the ten commandments and he wrote on the tablet the words of the covenant the ten commandments so this event 
foreshadow what Jesus was going to do. We know that Moses spoke face to face with God. Just the same way that God obviously has done with Jesus in heaven prior coming to the earth. And then also, of course, we know that um, Jesus constantly prayed to Jehovah for guidance, for Holy Spirit, for His power, which is Holy Spirit. So God is not Jesus and Jesus is not God. Jehovah is God the Almighty. Jesus has power, so He is mighty, but He is not the Almighty. It is very specific. Throughout Jesus' ministry, He relied. We saw Him rely on the power of God, not on His own. It will make no sense if Jesus was also God. So, we know that on three, on two, after being there for 40 days and 40 nights, it says that he felt hungry. He felt hungry. And so, what do we do when we feel hungry? Don't we feel the desire to get up and find something to eat real quick before we imagine like we're going to die. We're going to die if we don't eat like something right away because we feel that hungry. So he was a human. So he was feeling the same things. And so at three says, at this, the devil said to him, if you are a son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. So just as it happened with Eve, when Eve was tempted, she was offered or she was put the doubt in regards to their food. Obviously, Satan has learned that we humans depend on food in order to survive. Most likely he has observed that. Most likely he has observed also that we can lose our senses when it comes to being hungry, when it comes to starving. It had been 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus had been in the wilderness talking to his father, spending time with him just as Moses did talking to Jehovah face to face. And so, Satan waited, waited out, and after the time had ended, then Satan goes into the attack. When we're down, he attacks. That's his tactic. And so, Jesus felt hungry, just as any one of us. And at this, the devil said to him, If, if, placing the doubt, Jesus is a human, he cannot turn to become an angel again to become Michael the Archangel that he was and so he says at this the devil said to him if you are a son of God tell this stone to become a loaf of bread so most likely Satan has noticed the tendency that we humans can have we like to prove points. We like to be correct. We like to show evidence, especially when someone challenges us. And this was a challenge. He started with the words, if, 
if you are a son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. That seems like something without any problem. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a temptation. It was a way, a strategy that Satan uses in order for us to sin against God, in order for us humans to sin against God. And Jesus was a human at that moment. And so Jesus answered him, It is written, Men must not live on bread alone. And so, we're going to see Mark, Mark uh, speaks about it, but he only makes a, a very brief mention in regards to this. On Mark chapter 1, verses 32 and 33, he says, And immediately the Spirit impelled him to go into the wilderness. So he continued in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild beast, but the angels were ministering to him. So he makes, Mark makes a short uh, account. Most likely, it is what he was told by others and uh, and then he just wrote about it so he wasn't uh, present with others they would have been of different ages anyways and by the time they wrote the books most likely they were in different areas so Matthew chapter 4 starts with Then Jesus was led by the Spirit up into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So Matthew, remember the difference is also that Matthew was a follower of the Christ. So he was in the midst and he was also uh, an apostle. He later on uh, was uh, made an apostle. He was chosen as one of the apostles, the 12 apostles. So Matthew, yes, he was there with the others. He would have known from Jesus' mouth as Jesus explained what had happened to him. And so uh, on 4, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit up into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he fell hungry. And the tempter approached And said to him, If you are a son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Men must live not on bread alone, but on every word that comes from Jehovah's mouth. And so where is it written? Notice that Jesus is using the word, It is written. He didn't say, Out of his own initiative, he didn't say, I know what the scriptures say. I know you, Satan. I remember you, Satan. He, he did not say that. Jesus relied on God's word that was written by Moses. The same person that spent 40 days and 40 nights with Jehovah in the mountain. And we're going to see where was it written was written in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3 remember that he used to go to the temple and read from the scriptures so if Jesus did this shouldn't we do that also and so 8.3 says So he humbled you. So he humbled you and let you go hungry and fed you with the manna, which neither you had 
known nor your fathers had known in order to make you know that man does not live by bread alone but lives by every expression from Jehovah's mouth he quoted what was written in the scriptures and we know that throughout Jesus ministry this is what he did he relied on God's word this is what we continue to do we relied on God's word so becoming a follower of the Christ means that we will rely on the same word that Jesus God relied on Jesus did not say well man wrote the Bible obviously men wrote the Bible but men that have been led by God's Spirit men that had the authority because God had told them to do it was not out of their own initiative so that it is not men's word but it's God's word yes men wrote in the Bible what they were told that what they were instructed by Jehovah God obviously Jehovah God could have written the whole Bible we know that he wrote the Ten Commandments in the language of the Hebrews so that they could understand it so it's not a matter that God cannot write or read obviously he's able to do many things but it is not God's salvation it is our salvation that is at stake so it is us humans who are supposed to be then seeking the way seeking God's ways making reminders for us for ourselves for others and it is the same way I don't know for you but for me uh, every time when I used to work for others in a business or at a company and you have your your first day at work they give you the training who write the notes so that you can learn does your boss write the notes does your manager write the notes for you does your supervisor write the notes for you so that you can learn how to do your job or do you even maybe bring your own uh, tools in order for you to gather the information that you need in order for you to learn how to do your job and to do it well and, and, and so that you can memorize what you're learning it is my responsibility right to secure my salvation through obedience to the Christ so when it came to writing then in the Bible God spoke to men for our own salvation God directed men in perfect men to write because it is for our own salvation for our generations to come and so therefore we can rely on God's word that is what Jesus did as a human he went to the temple he read from the scriptures he knew the scriptures by heart not because he had Holy Spirit because he didn't at the moment until he became to be 30 years old of age he was a regular human and so he said it is written because he know it was written in the scriptures that he had read many times for 30 years you can say or well let's take the time when he he had to learn how to read and write which in the Hebrew nations in the Hebrew nation they were required to know how to read and write because they had to read and write in the scriptures they had to uh, pass on from generation to generation what Jehovah God had instructed the people and so that is what he says over here that 
Men does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every expression from Jehovah's mouth. That is what truly gives us our life. Even if we die, Jehovah God can give us life, our life back, by means of the resurrection. So, Jesus applied what he had learned. So, becoming a follower of the Christ will mean that also for us, that we apply what we are learning. But we can't learn if we don't seek in the Bible ourselves. And so it continues on 5, on Matthew 4, 5, it says, Then the devil took him along into the holy city, and he stationed him on the battlement of the temple, and said to him, If you are a son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels a command concerning you, and they will carry you on their hands so that you may not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again, it is written, you must not put Jehovah your God to the test. And so, did you notice? Did you notice that in the second time, where Satan is tempting uh, Jesus. He take him to the holy city and station him upon the battlement of the temple. And said to him, if you are, again with the if, challenging Jesus, placing a doubt in regards to his identity, and he was and whom he was claiming to be also distorting the scriptures because Gabriel has said already that and God remember God has just spoken a few days 40 days ago God had just spoken from heaven no doubt Satan had also Witness that. Satan most likely witnessed when Gabriel went to um, Zechariah, went to Mary, were fulfilling prophecies. And God had just spoken from heaven saying that we must listen to Jesus. That includes Satan. Later on, Jesus as king is given the power over angels that included Satan who have rebelled against God who had been given a sentence already and he knows that the one who will do this will be Jesus Christ no wonder he was so quick to Make sure he gets rid of Jesus. So he takes him there to the holy city and stationed him upon the battlement of the temple. Most likely it was a high place looking down from above. And then he said to him, if you are a son of God, throw yourself down for it is written was Satan quoting the Bible? Yes, he was. Satan was quoting what is said in the Bible. And he said, He will give his angels a command concerning you, and they will carry you on their hands, so that you may not, stri you may not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again it is written, you must not put Jehovah your God to the test. And so, where is it written? 
Satan knew where it was written. Do you know where it is written that he said they will carry you on their hands so that you may not strike your foot against a stone? Satan wanted to challenge, to, for Jesus to challenge Jehovah God, for Jesus to put Jehovah God to the test. And so, if we go to Psalms 91, 11 and 12, there is where it was written. Psalms 91, 11 and 12. Ninety-one, eleven, and 12 says for he will give his angels a command concerning you to guard you in all your ways Satan applied this prophecy that applies to Jesus and he knew we applied to Jesus He says on 12, they will carry you on their hands so that you may not strike your foot against any stone. So, Satan knows the scriptures, but refuses to comply. He understands what the scriptures say. He understands what God requires of us, His creation, but He refuses to comply. And He uses the scriptures to twist the scriptures. Because what He was asking Jesus to do, according to Jesus, He says that it is written, you must not put Jehovah your God to the test. And wouldn't it be that way if Jesus actually complied? and prove the point that he is the son of God, prove the point to Satan. Who is Satan anyways? To be proven anything. And so, um, where was it written? Well, uh, it was written again in the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 6, verse 16. 16 and we're going to see what it says in there Deuteronomy 6 13 and 10 20 6 13 and he says Jehovah your God you shall fear and him you shall serve and by his name you shall swear. 14 says, You must not follow other gods, any gods of the peoples who you are around who are all around you. For Jehovah your God who is in your midst is a God who requires exclusive devotion. Otherwise, the anger of Jehovah your God will place against you and will annihilate you from the face of the earth so 13 it says jehovah your god you shall fear and him you shall serve and by his name you shall swear so then on ten twenty, deuteronomy ten twenty says this Jehovah your God, you shall fear him, you shall serve, to him you shall cling, and by his name you shall swear. So that is what he told them. That we should fear Jehovah God and not put him to the test. And then on 8, he says, Again the devil took him along to an unusually high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, Satan says to Jesus, All these things I will give you if you fall down and do an act of worship to me. 
Then Jesus said to him, Go away, Satan, for it is written, It is Jehovah your God you must worship, and to him, and, and it is to him alone you must render sacred service. Then the devil left him, and look, angels came and began to minister. So if we look at the account and we compare it with what Mark said at Mark chapter 1 verses 11 and 12, he's just giving uh, a brief summary, very brief summary of what happened. And so Matthew gives a more extensive, uh, from, from a personal viewpoint, because he was there with Jesus, and then Luke um, tells us from a point of view of what he heard others told him because he interviewed some people and um, so what is to note over here from uh, this book is that the uh, temptations here that Jesus had the last temptation he offered Satan offers um, Jesus all these things I will give you if you fall down and do an act of worship to me. And what things were those? Well, he mentions that the devil took him to an unusually high mountain. So, an unusually high mountain. What mountains you may know that are unusually high? Well, Mountains represent uh, governmental systems. And so, Jesus was there, was taken to this, uh, took him, he says, that the devil took him along to an unusually high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him all these things i will give you if you fall down and do an act of worship to me so the governments that existed up to that time up to jesus time the bible is showing satan is showing by what he's saying that he is the one giving them power Satan is the one giving these kingdoms of the world their glory and their power Satan is the one who has been causing the many things that we see uh, reflected in those who rule over others ever since the beginning since Adam and Eve remember Adam and Eve decided to side with Satan and so they made Satan their God as soon as someone decided to become or to be on the side of Jehovah he was killed by Cain. Abel was killed by Cain due to envy, jealousy, and his violence. And so it is the same thing that we have seen replicated over and over and over and over throughout human history. Same patterns, same things. Some want to worship God and some, the majority, don't and so that is how it is until God puts an end which will happen soon and that is the uh, day of judgment and so as we learn how Jesus how Jesus dealt with the situation 
Well, he relied on God. How did he rely on God? He turned to the Bible. He had knowledge of what the Bible says, so he could refute any lie. He could refute any untruth. He could give an answer also. He could rely and trust on Jehovah's word, on Jehovah. He relied on the same word, the Bible, that we are relying on. Jesus relied on the same scriptures that we relied on. That we will continue to rely on. Jesus had the custom of going to the temple and that is something that is um, revealed in the book of Luke. It tells us there. On after he finished, after he left, after he told Satan to go away, and Satan went away, he left, he left him. Um, he says that on 14, and that I will consider next week, but he says on Luke chapter 4, verse 14, he says, Now Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And good reports about him spread throughout all the surrounding country. Also, he began to teach in their synagogues, and he was held in honor by all. He then went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and according to his custom, on the Sabbath day, he entered the synagogue and stood up to read. So everyone knew that the custom of Jesus was to go and read as every other man was required for for the men to do this. Following Jesus' footsteps means that we will do the same things that Jesus has done. Refuting lies and opposing to the devil in the same manner that Jesus did. Knowing in the scriptures what he says and knowing what tactics Satan uses and being ready to give an answer from what we believe, from what the Bible says that we should do. Not from our own originality or our own thinking that can be distorted because we are imperfect but always asking God for his Holy Spirit his power to gain understanding following Jesus footsteps also mean that we will um, rely on God ask for his Holy Spirit just as James 1 5 says for us to do encourage us to do and so if you want more information in regards to this subject or any other subject, I invite you to go to jw.org and seek more information in there. We also have a Bible study that you can you can have on your own at your own time at your own pace. There is no registration required. You just open the area there where we have the. Uh, take online Bible study lessons and then it tells you uh, this Bible study course requires no commitment and is interactive self-guided and free of charge so we received free and Jesus said that we should give free so in there you will find uh, lessons different lessons different units and then um, as you progress on your Bible study, if you decide that you want to dedicate your life to God, the only true God, which is what we do when we get baptized. People back then, right, when they got baptized, they got baptized because first of all, God commanded it to do the, to do the, um, service to him in that way 
God is the one who came up with the idea of baptism. It wasn't humans. So if you read the book of John, John the writer, John 1, chapter 1, if you read the, the book of Mark, if you read the, the where it, it mentions there that um, Jesus got baptized and, and then also that there were others who were getting baptized, uh, Matthew chapter 3, Mark chapter 1, Luke chapter 3, and John chapter 1 speak in regards to this directive that was given to John in regards to now the ministry that he will start will begin with calling people to repentance, to confess their sins, to turn around from sinning, and to then get baptized as a symbol of repentance. So if you decide that you want to join the witnesses, which we become witnesses of God when we get baptized, we become also ordained ministers when we get baptized, and then we also become um, witnesses of God on the side of God. We become also subjects of God's kingdom that is ruling in the midst of its enemies at the moment. And according to what Psalms 110 says in Psalms 2 and all other prophecies that have prophesied in regards to God's kingdom, Daniel 2.44 also, and other prophecies. So if you want to join us, then you can ask. It is being instructed by Jesus for us to do. We should get to know God, the only true God, and the one that he sent forth, Jesus Christ, according to John 17.3. Then the Bible study course is there, available for you to do. Uh, if you decide that you want to become a follower of the Christ, a witness of God, an ordained minister, then I invite you to visit JW.org, start the study, and then uh, contact JW.org in order for you to continue in the process of becoming a follower of the Christ. And so that is what we become, followers of the Christ, ordained ministers, witnesses of God, because we have learned what God requires from us, according to what the Bible says. And that is what we witnesses around the world do. Okay, so I leave you with those thoughts for today, Wednesday, and tomorrow I will be considering continuing the consideration of the book of Revelation, Apocalypse. And so join me tomorrow as I continue to uh, examine the book of Revelation, chapter 8, vision number 5. All right, until tomorrow, have a beautiful day today. Goodbye.